Hey everybody, welcome back to the, the Bit by Bit podcast, the only show approved for robot consumption. I am uh, one of your hosts, Blake Walker, here with your other host, definitely not a mutant spider, Brian <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> They'll never know. They'll never know. <laughs> they can never crack that code. <laughs> I do want to take this opportunity to say that when we do those intros, like the other person has no idea what we're going to say. So yep. you always get a totally <laughs> organic reaction. We have those uh, kind of hidden away. So yeah, welcome back to week five, episode five. This one is really going to be pretty gaming centric, but there's a few uh, entertainment things in there because there's just a lot, a lot of cool stuff being announced right now. Uh, May has been such a good, good month for news, so... Here we go. Let's get into it. Brian, so I got I've got kind of a bone to pick with you here. Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, so not really. It's just kind of it's kind of funny and I just thought I'd share it with you cuz maybe you had the same experience, I don't know. Um so you talked to me talked to me about getting this Google Opinion Rewards app and yes. uh, Matt has also recommended this app to me. And uh, you just I guess they send you surveys, you answer them and then they give you just a very small like amount of money that they deposit f- into your Play Store account yeah. or something. It's free, pretty much. It, it's free money, yeah, yeah. Which is wicked, and it's actually a pretty like legit app. Like you boot it up, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, like this is this is nice. This looks legit, and not like those other you know bullcrap money for survey uh, yeah. type deals. But um, anyway, anyway, so I got the app, I signed up, and all that, and they're like, all right, you're good to go. Thanks for your information. We'll send you uh we'll send you surveys as they come along and uh, people want to hear from you. We'll send you a notification badge. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, awesome. Thinking like, dude, in about five minutes from now, I'm gonna make like you know ten fifteen cents. I'm gonna be answering some surveys. I'm gonna find a digital nickel. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna find it. And uh, so I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. Go to bed. Wake up. Nothing. Go to bed. Wake up. Nothing. Days. Days mm-hmm. have gone by now. And I haven't received a single survey. It's been like a week. I haven't had a single survey that is, yet. That is kind of weird. Like when I first started out, I, I got like six back to back over the course of 48 hours. But then what? like there are big stretches of time where like you nothing. Like it'll be dead. Just nothing at all. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. What helps is if you allow it to access your... Uh, gps because the other day they were like did you stay at hilton whatever hotel and i was like yeah i was there for the conference and they're like well why don't you uh tell us what you thought and if you use this uh if you post it on your google plus you'll get double money and i was like "Ooh!" so i got 30 cents <laughs> Ooh, 30 cents hey i mean kind of creepy but hey they i mean they paid you <laughs> it's they fine yeah you. Hey, we're watching you. Uh, did you have a good time? Here's some money. <laughs> Here's your 30 cents. Now scurry yeah. off. 
<laughs> so I just thought it was interesting. Nobody wants to hear my opinion, apparently. Uh, yeah, hopefully it'll it'll activate more. He'll get more stuff. Yeah, looking forward to that. You know, being able to like buy any ninety nine cent app I want with my hard earned oh, yeah. survey money. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's man. what I always do. <laughs> All right. So let's start. Let's start off this episode with something kind of fun. Let's just do something kind of kind of different. So we have an we have an idea here in the list, and it's actually one I haven't really dug too deeply into. Oh, I, w- I went to town. I know you did. That's why <laughs> I figured that I would probably just be able to comment on the ones that you'd put down. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, video game mechanics that we hate. That we hate, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that I will come up with some as we go here because I definitely have them. But you clearly have a lot to say, so yeah. why, don't, why don't you go ahead? So, first one that immediately came to mind was uh, weapons that degrade. Um, oh, so, like, yes. you only have 20 uses before it breaks. I know it's a mechanic in Breath of the Wild where you you use a weapon for so long and then it just breaks, so you have to find another one. And I guess it's kind of different in there because you can you pick up so many weapons, but the one that came to mind initially was um fire emblem path of radiance that was one that i played on gamecube and you have like your father's sword which is uh, like the radiant regal sword or whatever yeah um but if you use that sword then it's going to be gone before you get even a quarter through the game which i thought was super dumb yeah Um, for sure like it's it's kind of like ammo but you can't like repair those those weapons once yeah. they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah, no, that's that's really stupid. Especially like it's like an heirloom. I mean, it's realistic mm-hmm. to a degree. Yeah, but it's fire emblem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fire emblem. What else? Uh, what else are you thinking? I'm kind of I'm still mulling it over here. So uh, quick time events can't stand quick time events. They annoy the heck out of me. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for me because I also. I've been known to hate quick-time events, but I also yeah. I love Quantic Dreams PS4 games that are entirely quick-time events start to finish. Okay, so like if it's focused around it, like if you know that's that's a core mechanic of the game, that's fine. Okay, I'm thinking yeah. like Kingdom Hearts 2, when, uh, when I played through that, like it's pretty much just hitting triangle the entire time, yeah. which, uh, what was it, 2.0? Eight nine six five three two whatever the re- yeah whatever the, <laughs> the new one is stupid release that they put out. <laughs> um, they actually made it an option that you could play in the style that you would play in Kingdom Hearts One, where it's it's just straight gameplay, and so nice. You know, it feels like you're you're engaging more and fighting the boss more instead of watching triggering a series of you know video clips. Yeah, to be able to beat it. No, that's cool. That that's good that they're allowing you to like have the option to skip around that more games should do that i feel like Mm -hmm. if you don't want the super cinematic experience you know oh yeah like i like that extra core gameplay i think i think bioshock infinite was one that had something similar yeah where oh gosh what was it called i think it was 1999 mode yeah where uh, you played through and you had you had to like go all the way back to the last thing that you activated or it was it was just a lot more punishing like like old games used to be like older games used to be yeah back like the health pack and key card like Mm -hmm. style games 
which I miss, dude, playing through Jedi Knight 2 right now. Yeah. Those games were so good, and it's like just that classic, I don't know. There's just like this classic feel to those games. And I get it when I play Halo 1, too. It's the same kind mm-hmm. of deal, you know. It's like going this hit this panel hit this switch it's the same deal with like key cards or whatever i don't know i find those kinds of games super fun and that's actually there's one there's one right there i just figured one out all right the lack of like a health pack system the regenerative health like it makes yeah. no sense it makes no sense whatsoever i think halo 2 had that that's the first time i remember it, like it being a thing i think um, like, because it, it wasn't a thing up until the 360 PS3 generation. Mm-hmm. Like, that is when Call of Duty started doing it, and then Halo oh, was yeah. starting to do it with Halo 2 and 3, and um, then it just became the trend. Now every single game is that way, mm-hmm. because it's just mm-hmm. it's easier for you know the designer where they're like, oh, well, the player can just they can run back and they can hide in a corner, and then they'll be fine in a second. Then they can mm-hmm. take the boss back on at full strength, you know now like it is way more fun when you know you it, it it forces you to play a totally different way mm-hmm. you know like it you have to be resourceful and you actually have to think while you play and you're trying to figure out you know this the solution that's been carefully crafted instead of just i don't know it's like it was a lot more like methodically um, designed like it was on the mm-hmm. design level because you had to manage your health in addition mm-hmm. to, you know. And that's what I keep running into in Jedi Knight. It's like, okay, well, I just ran in this room, you know, and I died. This time, I know I can only take two hits or I'm going to be screwed. So I have to, you know, play it this way uh, mm-hmm. so I can reach this next health pack. Like, I love that. I love that. I miss that about oh, yeah. uh, about gaming. I feel like um, Wolfenstein, The New Order. So yes. Wolfenstein, that, that one... Uh, was one of those games that like you had to play through the beginning, which kind of dragged on to get to the like the super awesome core of the game, you know? Yeah. Um, because that first bit was the tutorial was just like, oh man, come on guys. Um, <laughs> but like it was it was one of the few games where like I would get knocked down on the same level. I remember two levels that that kicked my butt. One was in this giant almost it wasn't it was kind of like a garage or it was like a bay where a bunch of vehicles were and then it would just like waves and waves and waves of harder and harder characters would come through. And then the the other one was you had to crash through this window and immediately everybody is firing at you. You had like an inch of wall to duck behind before um, a guy came around the corner, and so if you didn't manage your, your health packs well enough, then mm-hmm. like if you got to those points and you didn't have enough health packs, you better load an earlier save because you're you're totally stuck. You're not yeah. able to go anywhere. Yeah, for sure. Were you just you were just talking about original Wolfenstein though, right? Or were you talking about uh, New Order? I was talking about New Order, but okay. Uh, but uh, I love New original Order. Wolfenstein. Also had some really awesome Doom-esque, obviously, uh, style to it where, you know, you had to manage your health and you had to find the secret keys to get to where you needed to go. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the new order was so good, and it it followed that old-school design philosophy. Same thing with Doom last year. Oh, man. They brought back the old-school med pack and key card uh, philosophy on purpose, very intentionally, and it paid off so well for them. I've, 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 that's, that's one of the games that I'm going through right now is Doom. And 
uh, I'm, pro- I'm probably only about, I don't know, hour and a half, two hours into it. And already I'm like, oh man, this is, it's, it's so great because it's, you're, you, you're Marine, you're the Marine and you're fighting hell. Yeah. And that's all you need to know. That's it. That's the story. And that's like, the story. Yeah. Like, and you're on Mars. So great. Like that's the three, yeah. the three elements to doom. Yeah. Hell, Mars, and the Marine. <laughs> oh man. It's just so good. Man, I, I'm one of the rare people that like actually preferred like Doom Three. Like like I just Oh Doom Three was so good. It was oh, so man. good, right? Like I loved that game. It had that that's that terrifying darkness to it, like everything was around the corner and yes. um you you had to you had to conserve your ammo. Mm-hmm. So you, you got I don't remember if it was uh I don't remember if it was three or if it was the Resurrection of Evil expansion. But you got this, um, I don't know if it was a gravity gun or what it was, but whenever the imps would throw fireballs at you, you could catch them and throw them right throw back. Throw them right back. Dude, I and think it that, was the expansion. It was the expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That became my core, like, I had to use that because all of the other weapons I couldn't find any ammo for. So you learn real quickly to be able to manage your health, manage your ammo, mm-hmm. and be able to take your time and not just blow through everything. For sure, man. Oh, man, I loved that game. I loved that game so much. And the soundtrack was great. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it was... It was, it was uh, uh, Trent Reznor did it. And, yeah, that's right. Oh, I've forgotten man. all about that, man. Wow. It was, it, was, it was just so atmospheric. It was... Oh, man, it was so good. All right, so we... We've been on this health pack kick for a sec. We should uh, let's list off a couple more of these mechanics that we're not too hip on. So there's two that uh, stick out as kind of frustrations. Yeah. For me, one is the forced designated weapon slots. Okay. Uh, Battlegrounds has this. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds has this. Um, and oh, Watch Dogs you... Two suffered from this a, a lot, which was super frustrating. Yeah, where like you have a pistol slot, you have probably I would say probably two larger weapon slots. Yeah, and like in the case of Battlegrounds, yeah, it's just like yeah. two primary slots or whatever. And with with Watch Dogs in game, it was fine to keep the uh, taser gun that they gave you if you're inserting your own character mentality into the game kind of like what we talked with skyrim yeah where you're like i am you know i'm playing this character the way that i want to um when i played watchdogs i i played him as you know he's he's kind of a hacker but he's not really gonna like murder he's not a killer right right that's how i played it too yeah he's he's not just gallivanting around The, the thing was murdering after after i uh played I connected once with the, some random guy who was uh, online in my area, yeah. and <laughs> we we were gonna go and do this mission together. We didn't like talk or anything. It was just kind of you know we set waypoints and went to him. And I I ran up and I immediately ducked behind cover and sent out my quadcopter and scanned the area and set out little <laughs> you know set off little traps to electrocute people and put them to sleep. Yeah, he just runs in with a shotgun and grenade launcher <laughs> and I'm like oh uh, i guess that seal's been broken for me now i guess this is how we're playing i'm an accomplice <laughs> this is <laughs> this is how we're going through the game now and then immediately <laughs> after i was like man murdering people is great this is so much easier <laughs> this is so much easier <laughs> 
but but since when you switch to that style of gameplay the the taser has no you have no need for it anymore so i i like i if i could have switched that slot with uh, like a sniper rifle that i was going to use i would use slightly more than i would have a pistol yeah but it would still be a secondary weapon like just just let me let me put things where i want them <laughs> no I, i'm totally with you now i do have a question though would you have an issue if they balanced that and you took some sort of like movement restriction like penalty for carrying like three primary weapons instead of two and a sidearm i could i could see it i could understand it because it, i think it should be able to go both ways i think that if you just carried just a pistol you should be able to move faster and you know be harder to detect yeah and uh, if i were t- if i wanted to carry three grenade launchers it'd be a little bit louder whenever i'm moving or i'm you know right so and i i I get that's why they have the three designated slots because that's the realism that's okay you got you know that you have space in your pocket here for this and you can put this on your back you could probably only fit two things on your back so yeah i get that compromise to be able to keep up with the with the realism that you're trying the immersion that you're trying to keep i think it's that i also think like it's a balancing thing you know sure but in the case of Battlegrounds, like, I don't think it matters because what's the difference? You know, sometimes the guy that just, it, it's all situational. It's all situational. Oh, yeah. A dude catches oh, yeah. you in his underwear with a 1911 <laughs> with nine rounds, you know, and he's behind you. It doesn't matter if you're carrying, you know, three freaking AKs. He's going to put you down like a dog. Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah. I don't think that in that game it, it really makes that much of a difference, but... Um, but I totally am with you, man. I'm totally with you. I think more freedom of choice. I'm even okay with balancing it with penalties or whatever. Like, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think we should be able to choose uh, the weapons we want to take. I'm totally, totally on board. You had one down here um, that is like a huge one for me, and I wanted to mention, and that is managing like managing your hunger and your thirst and your uh, sleep. I hate, I hate it. it. I hate it. If I wanted to play real life. I just wouldn't play the game. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't go into a system that lets me escape from my earthly troubles like hunger and sleep. Exactly. Why? Yeah, I'm trying to get away, you know, put myself in a story somewhere, you know, be immersed. And then it's like, oh, you're hungry. Oh, you're thirsty. Oh, you're pretty tired. I'm like, man, this isn't like, this isn't fun. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't. That's my problem with that game, uh, We Happy Few. And my buddy oh, Matt, yeah. my buddy Matt would disagree. He's played a lot further in it though, <laughs> so I'll, I'll totally, I may be completely off base here. It may get better, but I, uh, that was pretty much all the game seemed like to me. As soon as mm-hmm. I started it up, I'm like, there's too, way too much emphasis on this system. I'm like I'm, I can't even, can't even start. Don't have time. Mm-hmm. Don't have time for tedious management tasks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the other one that frustrates me is morality in video games yeah so it's definitely a very blatant like the person in the in the game is saying situationally this is what's right and this is what's wrong and it's hard for me the thing that, that came to my mind was um the, the fallout 3 there was a mission where you come in you come into this tower 
where all these rich people are living and they're like, oh, you know, we look at all these, these peasants living down below while we're able to live safely in the wasteland as if nothing has happened and whatnot. Yeah. And then you go down into the basement or no, you go, you go outside and um, you see this, this ghoul who's like, hey, uh, are you from... Are you from in there? And you're like, uh, I, I mean, I'm passing through. And he's like, did you know that we've been cast out? We used to live in there, and they cast us out because we're ghouls. You find out that everybody in the tower is a uh, is a racist against these ghouls. Oh, bummer. <laughs> and uh, they're like, listen, can you help us? Like, we just wanna we wanna get back inside, and we wanna we wanna live there again. And so in my mind, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's stick it to the <laughs> let's man. Let's do it. Let's do you know? this thing. Let's 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 cause this thing where these these two can come together and you can be like, "Ha ha." You know, <laughs> take that. And so you go through this whole uh underground tunnel thing and he brings all his friends in and um so you go uh you open the gate for him cuz it's locked on the inside. Mm-hmm. And they all come flooding in and then uh they take over the tower. And as soon as they come in, it says you've. Uh, it shows the evil face for your, for your Fallout character, and it says you've lost whatever good points. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then they went around and murdered everyone. I was like, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> that wasn't I, the right thing to do. I guess. I guess that wasn't the right choice. I thought they were all just gonna come in and live peacefully together. No. <laughs> or at the very least, you know, ah, these people had it coming because they're super racist, but. Whatever. Whatever. I guess that wasn't the right choice. <laughs> I, I guess it was a lose-lose in that situation. I guess, yeah, you're supposed to hate people who are different from you, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to get into some of this news, man? Yeah. We, oh, man. we got a I'm lot so of ground ready. to cover here. All right. First one. Yeah. Arrested Development Season 5. Yes. Is happening. Something I am personally extremely excited about. One of my all-time favorite shows. Awesome. Yeah. And the fact that Netflix brought it back and is continuing to make it is like just one of the greatest things. Um, obviously, I think a lot of people had problems with uh, Season 4 and the way it was shot. Um, mm. We are hearing from Will Arnett, though. Uh, who plays Job in the show, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that this season is going to be a lot more like seasons one through three because they're able to get all of the cast members in one place to film this time around where there was just far too many conflicts with scheduling uh, for season four where if you watch it, it's kind of like they did this thing, you know, there's like a vignette where it's like Michael's Arrested Development and that that episode focused solely on Michael and maybe one or two Mm -hmm. of the other characters. And that was all just casting, uh, scheduling, and whatnot. So they've been able to uh, fix that. And uh, Will Arnett even said, uh, he goes, yeah, unfortunately, Jason Bateman has uh, decided to do it. That was that was his statement. So okay. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I, there is no release date right now. It's all kind of preliminary. But uh, it is happening. So if you are an Arrested Development fan, Get excited! If you aren't, you should be. It's all on jump Netflix. On board. Yeah, you need to jump on board the stair car, you hop on, and uh, <laughs> go check it out. 
you will not be disappointed. Stick with it and look for the little things. It's the little things in that show. And they pay Netflix, off. Netflix is so great with stuff like that. Like that it's it's awesome that they've gotten to a point where they can say, Oh yeah, we'll we'll take that show and, and totally just rock it and, and just make it awesome. Kill it. And, yeah. 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 That they're they're almost they're basically like a studio now, you know. They're no longer just a disc service that you can order <laughs> order DVDs online and yeah, no. get two at a time. And <laughs> That's so 10 years ago. Now they're like oh, a yeah. multi-billion dollar yeah, production company in addition mm-hmm. to rental company. Who still does the discs, by the way. Who still I does the that discs, out. yeah. Yep. I know it. I think, yeah. oh yeah, my in-laws my, maybe do that. My, yeah, I was say my parents do that. <laughs> <You> <laughs> still use that. It's a generational they have, thing. They have, they have movies that I think by license they're only able to distribute the discs and not not distribute digitally. Yeah, I'd say that that's probably the case, I would think. And I don't know, it seems like Netflix is streaming right now. It's a little bit slim pickings like Yeah. There's a few like regular things, you know, like The Office, Parks and Rec, all that kind of stuff. Uh 30 Rock for me. I love that show. Oh my god, I love oh, 30 yeah. Rock. But yeah, it just seems like they kind of been kind of been dwindling on the content lately. I feel like it comes in seasons, so uh, part of that might have to do with their um, now battle between them, Hulu, Amazon Video, which Amazon Video is the reason that they don't have Doctor Who anymore, because it it was bought and taken over there. Yeah. Um, That's all from speculation and watching it go from one service to the other <laughs> i think you're i think you're right though i think they have some sort of exclusivity um it's definitely on hulu as well so i think mm, it's, it's gotcha. probably like a hulu and yeah it's on amazon too i don't know who's to say <laughs> but yeah netflix is is actually kind of a, a big part of our news this week uh they're also bringing back a or they're they're doing a dark crystal uh, series, which is going to be a prequel, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's um, what I saw. Prequel to Age, the Dark Crystal. Age of Resistance, I believe, is the name that it's going to have. Yeah, and uh, some, I mean, it's based off of the Jim Henson original, uh, mm-hmm. Dark Crystal, supposedly. Something I have not seen before, mm-hmm. um, but I know it's you know pretty important um, to a large group of people. But I, I have to say that I have like mad respect for. Um, like using puppetry and like robotics and whatnot, you oh, know, yeah. and creating physical props and characters instead of using CGI. I think that's the reason that, you know, a lot of scenes in like Jurassic Park like still hold up today, oh, you know? Man. And yeah. uh, I mean, even like the classic Star Wars films, like mm-hmm. there's just something about a physical model, you know, and the, the, the realness of it. It doesn't, doesn't take you out as much as seeing i i would say that a, a a bad puppet sometimes is easier to look past than bad cgi oh um, yeah i would agree because with that. you can you can look at a puppet and be like oh man that's that's terrible looking but maybe that's just how that character looks because it's a physical thing you know right but with with cgi it's like that's how it's rendered and you you see the like a, a, a for example like blocky characters or uh i'm trying to think i well, i think lawnmower man was an old movie that had uh a definite example of that uh just poor poor cgi but it was during a time where 
you know, that was a, a new and upcoming thing. Yeah. But the fact that they're for this Age of Resistance uh, miniseries, um, 10 episode series, that they're using what they called brand new, quote unquote, state of the art creatures created by Jim Hansen's creature shop, like by, by the actual, sh- like their company, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like the legit. They make the Muppets. I mean, come on. <laughs> we've we've seen we've we've seen a lot of development in uh, CGI over the years, where we can where we see um, trailers and we're like, holy cow, that looks amazing now. Yeah. And to think of you know th- how much how much development has been done in the world of you know Jim Henson's puppetry from where it was to where it is now, where it was then was reasonable. Yeah, and where you know to think how it's gonna look now has got to be incredible. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. It's mm. got to be like just some true next level, <laughs> like <laughs> next level puppetry, <laughs> bro. <laughs> it's the real deal. It's the real deal. I'm I'm excited to see it. I really am, and I wish that more things would embrace that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it can't mm-hmm. cost any more than using oh, CGI, sure. right? Sure. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of effort. It might be more effort, but like physical effects, actual rain always looks better than digital rain. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cause you can tell there's mm-hmm. something about our brains that just that, knows. You, you see the, you see the patterns and in, in the digital aspect and mm-hmm. versus the chaotic whatnot. Absolutely. Oh man. So that's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. But we do. We have one more. One more Netflix announcement, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a big one. Yeah, you you have been into the series. Uh, you've listed it as one of your favorites. Um, yep. The Witcher is going to have a Netflix series. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, if you're not familiar with the Netflix series, it it was it's based off a uh, set of Polish novels and uh, short stories that are it's they're all based around um, a wide ensemble of characters but a couple of them focus mainly on Geralt of Rivia who is you that's who you play as in The Witcher 3 is Geralt and The Witcher 2 and I'm gonna guess The Witcher 1 as well I think all of CD Projekt Red's uh, Witcher games you play as Geralt and uh, yeah so when I heard about this announcement I'm thinking well, it's not necessarily going to be the Witcher that I'm familiar with, you know. This, this they might go back to the source material and readapt it, um, and kind of change some things and whatnot. But uh, now we have uh, an official statement from the director saying that the show will be 100% based off of the video game uh, version of that universe. That which CD, is Ro- awesome. yeah, which is awesome that uh, CD Project Red has uh, established. So I I am just so pumped because I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, uh, I don't we don't have a lot of information about this show yet, but it may not even be revolving around like Geralt, you know? It may not be mm-hmm. about these characters we already know. It, it uh, might be something completely new, you know? There's a whole universe of characters and events and maybe it could just be something else set in that universe. Sure. Know. Yeah. Um, the I, in my mind, the cool thing about it being strictly off of the games is uh, the games currently are more culturally relevant than the books were. 
Now I'm sure there's there's more universe to work with in the books, or or you know, the, if you're the core fan who's like, no, the books are the true absolute whatever. Um, <laughs> that's totally fine. But uh, to me, they kind of will go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're if you're into the to the games and they're making a series based on the games, you go, oh cool, you know, I can I can see more of the story here. But if it's you know it's the TV sh- TV series based off of the game and you're you're watching the TV series and get through it and you're like oh I haven't played these games, that's an awesome way for you to jump into go back and forth between the two right. universes, and you know just they it partially partially uh, ease for us current day but also partially financially it's just a smart move. <laughs> uh, totally, totally, yeah, I agree with you. And uh, I will say, uh, there, I do know a couple other things to get about it, I guess. I'm just now remembering. Um, so when the Witcher game, or when the Witcher 3 specifically came out and was like wildly successful, um, mm-hmm. the guy who wrote the books came out, and I, I can't even pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to look it up here. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he was like upset, saying, you know, the games kind of like took over it. Like the games are what it's about now. It's not about my books anymore. He just wasn't happy. He was pretty discontented mm-hmm. with the whole thing. But they have actually brought him in uh, in a producer capacity for the television show. So That's cool. it's based off the games universe. But the guy who wrote the novels is going to be right there and has a hand in it. So I think uh, I think we're really going to come out with something pretty freaking awesome by the mm-hmm. end of this. Mm-hmm. I would say. So yeah, be on the lookout for more uh, Witcher on Netflix information. Uh, I don't know. You want to talk about uh, this this uh, show that Mr. Donald Glover is going to be producing or show running yeah. at FXX? So. Donald Glover is bringing out a Deadpool animated series on FXX. Yeah. Um, now he's already got a really uh, strong connect, like relationship with FX because he does Atlanta. Yeah. I think after the success of the Deadpool movie and how that is building momentum, now is probably a pretty good time to jump into this. Totally agree. This is the time to capitalize mm-hmm. on Deadpool. People are wearing the sweatshirts, you know, wearing the t-shirts, like. He's in culture. He's got his foot in the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, executive producers are going to be Donald Glover and Stephen Glover. Uh, it's going to be a 10-episode first season, and then I, I'm sure that they'll it'll go well enough that they'll expand into more seasons from there. Yeah, for sure. But I am, I'm excited because I want to see more Deadpool, but I'm also excited because I want to see more Donald Glover. Yeah. Like, I want to I see what this guy can do because... He's amazing, dude. Like he's he's growing so much more, and he, I'm I'm sure he seized things and did it on purpose. Like this is that's why he left Community. Yeah, was because he wanted to focus on doing his own thing. He wanted to focus on uh, Childish Gambino and and uh, comedy and acting and, and writing and producing and like, and he's 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 just going for it. Like he's he's a guy who. Um, Every time that I hear that he's a part of something, I'm instantly like, oh, man, yeah, 
definitely. Same here, dude. I'm, I'm the same <laughs> way. Like, oh, he's involved? Yeah, it's going to be great. Like, <laughs> like, the fact that he has been able to prove that he's not just a, a one-trick pony, he's, he's people are going to start realizing that he's Donald Glover and not just Troy Barnes, you know. For sure, yeah. I'm, I love his music, dude. I love Childish Gambino. Yeah, I've I've heard fantastic things about it. Like yeah. I I don't think I've heard a single bad thing about any of the Childish Gambino work that he's done. It's great, super experimental. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he's doing that. He's uh in it. He stars in Atlanta, which has done fantastically. He I he I just saw today actually that he was in the newest trailer for spider-man homecoming he like he tells he tells him that he that he tells peter that he's got to like get his act together he's got to figure it out or something like that mm-hmm. i think he's one of the bad guys you think so i think he is i think he's i think uh, he may be um working with the tinkerer who's working with the vulture gotcha uh but shockers in it as well so i Holy cow. I, I don't know he may even be the tinkerer and the other yeah. guy maybe is shocker and then the vulture i I don't know. There are three villains, though. Like, I'm kind of nervous about that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, why is Spider-Man now hyphenated? Did I miss that transition? Was like, it not always hyphenated? I thought that it was just Spider-Man. Maybe I've been wrong all these years, but... Oh my gosh. If... You might be blowing my <laughs> mind right now. I don't have my phone, so I can't even check. I wasn't sure if it was some kind... Because I looked it up, and it, I... I that some of them are Spider-Man with no hyphen. Some of them are Spider-Man. Did you look at and the Sam that, Raimi like covers to see? I didn't. Um, I want to say that they were. But yeah, those were hyphenated too. Where have I been? <laughs> what about, okay, okay, okay. What about Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man? Maybe they weren't. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man. What? What? <laughs> Spider-Man has always been hyphenated, you guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Just one of those things, man. You just look at it, and you just don't really see it for what it is. <laughs> I never I never noticed that. That is ridiculous. That is. Wow. Learn something every day. That's crazy. Anyway. If you take anything away from this podcast this week. Spider-Man is hyphenated. Spider-Man is hyphenated. Oh, anyway. boy. Anyway, let's let's Don, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. He's going to be freaking Lando Calrissian. Who gets to be That's... Lando Calrissian? Oh, man. Only like... the coolest guy in existence, right? Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean... He, I, I'm, excited. I'm excited to see him as that character more than anyone else, more than Han Solo in that movie. Like, I honestly wow. don't care how Han Solo does. You know what? That's funny because I hadn't even thought about it, but I, I feel the same way. I hadn't even thought about the dude it playing should, Han Solo. It should be a Lando Calrissian movie. It should. Why? Okay. Why, <laughs> Disney? Why? We're good with Han Solo. Where he mm-hmm. began in A New Hope and where he ended? Perfect. Like, we don't, done. We don't need... Wrap it up. It done, yeah. It's in a nice little bow. And then they're going to, like, tack another little wrapped box on the front that doesn't quite look the same as the rest of sure, the box, sure, you sure, know? Sure. <laughs> it's like it's like when uh, when your dog gets into the Christmas presents, so you have to rewrap them, but you're out of the old wrapping paper. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Except Disney's the dog in this analogy, <laughs> ripping the whole of the box. We don't need it. Like, just 
it, it, sh- it might be interesting if, I mean, they show, like, how he got the life debt, whatever, with Chewie, and yeah. how he got the Falcon, but the, how, what else mm-hmm. are you going to, I mean, maybe him doing the Kessel Run, you know? Sure, oh, sure, sure, sure. That, I would imagine that's probably how it, like, ends or <laughs> something, you know? Those are probably the core things that he has to offer, you know? That's probably, I bet we just figured out what this movie is all about, dude. Nailed it. Cracked your code, Disney. Disney. All we want is an Obi Wan movie. Like, why? Why this? Uh, that's all. I, that's all I want is an Obi Wan movie. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with with Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor, my boy, my boy, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> my boy, Ewan McGregor. Here's my here's my goal for this podcast: interview Ewan McGregor before. Oh man! Before it's make done. it happen, Garcon. <laughs> make make it happen. <laughs> snap snap. Uh, Lando Calrissian. He's gonna be Simba, the voice of Simba in the Lion oh, in King the Lion remake. King, I know, dude. Jeez, oh, he's Simba too. I can't even. So I, I think he, as far as creating his own namesake, mm-hmm. I think Donald Glover is doing pretty good. <laughs> he's doing pretty well. He is, yeah. He's doing fine. He will be remembered for great things already, mm-hmm. and I think he's just getting started. This is one... Okay, so the fracking keg is my name. Let me explain mm-hmm. what the fracking keg is. Yes, so, I've, I've been wondering this. Have you? Do you not know what the I fracking keg means? I don't. I don't wow, know. Wow, you'll be finding out as well. So, it's a, it's a reference to Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Um, in Battlestar Galactica, since it was on sci-fi, this was even kind of a thing in the original, I think. They say frack instead of dropping the F-bomb. They say frack. Sure. That's kind of how they got away with doing it on network television. Um, but also, it's just kind of something unique to that universe. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so frack. And then the CAG is the commander of the air group. He's like the head pilot for like the Starship Fighter Squadron. Right on. So I'm the fracking CAG, baby. All right. Um, anyway... So there's That's a awesome. there's a new game coming out that will allow me to actually be the fracking keg. Yeah. It will actually let me be the fracking keg for the first time. It is a Battlestar Galactica game coming to PC and consoles this summer in a few months. Yeah. Yeah, that's like not that far away. I know. It's like it was like the greatest day, man. When I heard I'm like and it's coming now. So it's called Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. And it's, it is, if you're familiar with the Battlestar Galactica uh, franchise, the new reimagined series, that's the most recent series, is um, it takes place during like the second Cylon War and like the mass exodus from the 12 colonies. That's like the premise of the show. Um, this game will actually put you in the first Cylon War, which is 30 years before the TV show takes place. Where there are these massive space battles between um, like humanity and the Cylons, the the robots. So um, this will allow you to build up an entire like Battlestar fleet and take mm-hmm. on the Cylons, and that is just to defend the twelve colonies. Like that is just like exactly what I want out of a game. <laughs> like All right. that is my game, dude. So yeah, I did some digging. And I just signed up for the beta. So hopefully. Nice. Um, 
hopefully we'll be able to uh, let you know how it is hands on. Now, as far as as far as gameplay goes, I I saw that it was supposed to be. It's I mean, it's obviously supposed to be a strategic game because you're defending all these things. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's going to be turn based? Do you, are you thinking it's going to be like uh, almost like um, MMO style? Um, kind of a uh, uh, kind of like. Uh, starcraft or or something like that or, or like eve any... or something yeah eve online um i would imagine it being more of like a turn-based thing okay i would say small scale battles maybe network like one-on-one pvp or something nothing crazy um i don't think that slytherin the uh, studio that is making it really has the resources um i do think that nbc bought them specifically to develop uh battlestar uh, franchises sure. because for some reason and i'm not complaining nbc announced like <laughs> earlier this year that they're going to be building up uh, the battlestar galactica universe like expanded universe but that it's going to be based on the 09 tv series like they're not redoing it so, i mean maybe there's maybe that means there's something big coming you know like that they're yeah there's a new movie or they're, you know, extending more seasons or something like that. Like that's, that's super exciting. That's awesome to be able to read between the lines there and be like, ah, you guys, something's happening. I see you. I see you. <laughs> see what we mean when we say breaking it down bit by bit. Yeah. We're getting into the little, the little gritty, what do we call them? The gritty bits. The gritty bits. Getting into the gritty bits. <laughs> um, yeah. So super, super pumped about my battle star but that's not it man we, we can keep rolling here and oh, we're almost out of time but this one we got to take the time to talk about this one because i think we're both pretty excited why don't you why don't you Holy tell cow. us about it here so this is one i've i've this seems to be the theme for this episode are things that i've never really been a part of <laughs> <laughs> um but this is one that i saw and it was like I need to get into this franchise now. <laughs> they for released sure. trailers for Far Cry 5. Yes. Holy cow. Am I ready to jump right in and see what's going to happen with this? Never before have... I mean, they've, they've kind of interested me. Like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. But, like, no. This one takes place in Montana. There's, like, this this religious cult that takes over and uh, I think there was a, a threat of, oh, the, the government's going to fall apart. You know, we need to come in and this this religious cult needs to come in and we need to take over. Yeah. Um, and so now it's like whoever's left is are the people who are like the resistance. And it's like on on our home American turf. And like, yeah. oh, man, it, there's something so like awesome, like the, the priest, the trailer with the priest. And he's like, I will become the wolf. And he puts on the flak jacket and picks up the shotgun. And you're like, yeah, yep. Yep." Opens up the Bible and it's got a pistol in it. Yeah, it's all carved out. It's awesome, man. It's so cool. I I am excited. So there there are a lot of side characters. Um, There's Mary, the bartender. There's Pastor Jerome that we just mentioned. And then there's Nick, the pilot. And these three seem to be characters who... uh, you're going to be working kind of in tandem with to be able to accomplish things. Maybe it's a small team. Maybe it's, um, you, you, they have different, uh, you know, there, there's maybe switchable companions that you can take with you. Maybe, uh, there's a, there's just a ton of stuff that 
uh, it looks like is going to be added into this game that's, uh, I don't know if it's different from the other games, but it definitely stood out. Yeah. There's huge world, rural, you know, like fields and uh, going to different, like, I, I assume like going to different farms and then the, the country town living type things. Yeah, for um, sure. Drivable semi semi trucks, sports cars, tractors, planes, all things that you're gonna find around that you're gonna be able to drive. Mm-hmm. Which I'm I'm always like things that are not that are put in that not only are environmental but are also things that you can interact with. I'm always all for like that's awesome. Man, I'm so surprised you've never played Far Cry before. It sounds like your perfect game. I know you were you were the one who suggested it to me. Yeah, I I love I've always loved Far Cry. It's it's one of my favorite franchises, and I actually I have like uh, I have like quite a few things I could say about this really because I can see in this the culmination of um, like the Far Cry's team, the Far Cry team, like their journey making these games. And mm-hmm. how they've almost like culminated in this game, and I, you can kind of see the progression. There was like a classic Far Cry, Far Cry game that was kind of like um, the old school style game, like we were talking about before, like the health pack key card like type game. Sure, you know, like late '90s, early 2000s Far Cry. Well, then that game got remade as Far Cry Instincts, and it was just a remake okay. of the original game. Um, playing as Jack Carver again, and it had this weird, weird story where you're, you're trapped on this island. Uh, you you're like retired, you know, military that old thing. Take a photographer mm-hmm. out to the island. You get attacked by mercenaries, and then you're stuck, and you have to survive. And then over the course of the game, you like get mutated with this virus that turns you into a feral creature, and mm-hmm. like you can like swipe people with your claws, and like use your instincts and like sense and stuff like that kind of cool kind of a cool concept um Mm -hmm. one that was ditched when far cry 2 came out and they were like all right so we're going the other direction to hyper realism (laughs) um there's there was no character development in far cry 2 hardly Hmm. like you didn't care about your own character you didn't care about the villain you didn't care about anything it was more about like they had developed the um technology to do spreadable fire so the flamethrower was huge. It was on all the promo posters, all the promo videos. They're like, oh, look, you can you can spray fire in this patch of grass, and it catches everything on fire, and it just keeps spreading, Ooh. and blah, 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 which was awesome. And that's, like, all I wanted to do when I got the sure, game, you know? Sure, But it was that almost seemed more of, like, a technical test on their next-gen hardware. So when Far Cry 3 came out, it was almost like Far Cry 1 again. You're trapped on an island, you know, but you're a frat bro. And you get trapped here with all your frat buddies on this, this horrible trip that goes wrong. And this <laughs> psychopath is out to get you. And you gotta you, you, you see your brother gunned down who's like a Marine. And you think he's going to get you to safety. And it's like immediately he gets shot in the head. And you're just like completely wow. alone. Well, that hope is gone. Yeah, it's like, oh man, Far Cry games always start out super hopeless. Um, and don't ever really get better. Mm-hmm. Um, then we jump to Far Cry 4, and it's like this story of you come into Kirat, and Kirat is being controlled by this dictator, and it's in the mountains in India, and you're only coming home to spread the ashes of your mother, who mm. used to live in Kirat and brought you to America to escape all this, and um, you get caught up in everything, and you find out, you know, 
your father was some huge like revolutionary and so was your mother and now everyone in the country is looking to you to overthrow the government mm. and you're <laughs> cool. you're supposed to have like this emotional connection with this place and it's all about like fighting for your home but it but it never felt that way in the game it was all i'm fighting for them because it's their home it's not like mm-hmm. i i don't have any connection to this place really i think the culmination of everything they've learned in all of these games is culminating in five where they've finally given you that personal story you're the sheriff of hope county that's who you play yeah. as yeah that's who you play as yeah so you're the sheriff of this town you're in charge of these people they're your people it's your county and it's being over overrun by like these religious cultists like nut jobs pretty much like that's what yeah. it is they're yeah, a cult yeah, yeah. Um, and that is a great way to go. That is a great way to go. Bring back the psychological aspect of the villain, you know, because that makes it just so much more intriguing, um, than more of just like people being oppressed by a dictator, you know, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. these people are being manipulated into doing things they wouldn't typically do all because of, you know, their faith in one man that is misleading them. Like that, oh, that's yeah. infinitely more interesting to me anyway. Um, and then you're, it is your home, you know, your place that you are supposed to protect. So you're going to go into it with that connection. Um, and I think, I just think this game's going to be a lot heavier. It's going to be a lot more focused on uh, oh, yeah. character development. And they're going to give us a whole lot of cool new, like, weapons, vehicles, tools, unique stuff. Like, pitchforks I saw was one thing they were mm-hmm. talking about. Um, just unconventional stuff. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention Far Cry Primal. That's where they introduced, like, oh, yeah. like the animal companions and the controls and stuff, which is something coming into this game. You'll be able to get yeah. a dog that travels with you uh, a la Fallout 4. <laughs> mm-hmm. And will bring you uh, useful weapons and whatnot off dead bodies. Get so. your own your own dog meat. Yeah, character. your own little dog meat. So, I don't know. I just thought that was just kind of an observation I had. I wanted to share it. This was an example of... CGI that you know you look at today and you're like there's no way we would have had anything like this 10 or even 5 years ago like absolutely the the amazing attention to detail and you know uh, engines even even just for the grant of the trailer is is um finely tuned and put a ton of work in to make it look fantastic oh yeah super polished but being able to take the the light and how it will reflect off of something and then hit your face and uh just the the motion capture that they did for those and yeah uh, oh man it's it's just so great and like i'm ready i'm ready for this (laughs) (laughs) this season of gaming where uh we have fantastic uh realistic cgi where you're just in it you know oh for sure man for sure and that was something I was going to throw in the list to talk about this week because I, I watched one of the uh, reveal trailers for Call of Duty World War II because I'm, I'm just right. curious because I loved, like, Call of Duty 2, you know, the old school mm-hmm. and, like, Big Red 1, like, the old, old oh, school, yeah. good, good like, Call of Duty yeah, games. Those were good. Yeah, back when they had health packs, you know, like, um, yeah. <laughs> and I think... Uh, I watched this interview with Josh Dumal, who's doing the motion capture. Um, he's he's an actor. He's in like Transformers, you know, as like the head marine and a um, mm. couple other things. But um, he's playing the head sergeant in the game, and he's doing this interview, and he was like really passionate about it. He said, 
He said, you look at these characters on the screen and, and you look at the technology that we're working with and he says, you can see all these subtleties now. You can get the full performance of an actual actor digitally on screen one for one and that is something oh, that has never been accomplished before. He said that is why I'm so passionate about about this game in particular when he's talking about Call of Duty World War II. He said this game is so visceral and it's so real and it's so it's mm-hmm. so much about, you know, the characters and the brotherhood of these soldiers on uh, you know D-Day and through the war and um he said being able just to capture you know those those micro movements. You know the the subtlety mm. of a facial you know gesture changing or the shift in somebody's weight. You know as they stand, um, all of those things contribute to making it you know incredibly immersive and make it feel real. And I mean Josh Dumal said it himself that he believes in it so much that this is the ultimate form of entertainment. Oh yeah, is oh. is interactive entertainment performing at this like cinematic quality and i totally agree like oh yeah we're we're so close we are so (laughs) close to all games you know being like this and just amazing (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like most of the time i kind of roll my eyes at blatantly redoing stories that have already been done yeah uh so like we had mentioned um, I don't remember if it was on the podcast or if it was on the stream, but that they're doing a Matrix reboot. Yeah. Um, and for something like that, to me, it feels like you're just grabbing at cash because something was once crazily relevant and now it's slightly not, but you can want to bring it back. Mm-hmm. For, for what you just mentioned, being able to take something that was the best with what they could at the time and then bringing it and not only did it did it drive home with story and effects at that point but now it's going to have the the hyper realistic uh atmosphere to it where it draws you in even more and it's like all right this is this is what the story was supposed to be like we had limitations at the time but this is what the story was supposed to express and is supposed to draw you in with right the original intention, the fact that we can accomplish that now, and yeah, so I'm with you. Like, if we go back and we remake like World War II games again, if we do that again and go through that cycle, that's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because they're going to be on on just this next level. They're going to be oh, yeah. so much better than they were back then that they're going to be completely different. Absolutely, it'll be a completely different experience. Remember Storm in the Beach and Medal of Honor Frontline with like four oh dudes on D Day. Oh man, four that guys was, and like you you had the 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 minefield that you like. <laughs> that was that was the thing on that first level that like mm-hmm. messed me up every time was I would just biff it on that minefield every time. <laughs> <laughs> just biff it. But the the great thing about games of that time were was that it had. Uh, built-in cheat codes <laughs> so oh yeah you could activate like star trek fo- photon torpedoes whatever they shot <laughs> so you got these gold lights flying all over the beach in normandy <laughs> firing faces just just beam me up already <laughs> get me out of here we went back too far <laughs> we went back too far <laughs> oh man so 
I think another thing that draws me in with Far Cry 5 is there's there's a location element to it. I, I, I kind of feel this whenever I, you know, you, you've, you've watched The Dark Knight and then gone to Chicago, you can definitely be like, oh man, that was where that tunnel chase scene was, or that was the building where the, the Batman uh, mimic guy, the, the doppelganger guy, was hit the window or whatever. Or uh, there was a time when we were up there where they were filming Transformers on site. That was really cool uh, to be able to be like, oh, man, I was there. Or Yeah, um, you see that scene come on. Uh, yeah. And you're like, dude, I'm like 40 feet that way. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if there's an element of, oh, man, like India and, you know, these islands and stuff in the other games. Those are things that I'm probably not going to travel to, but... I might travel to Montana someday. Like, <laughs> right, right. It's like a real place, you know. I mean, it is obviously a real. Well, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. But these other places weren't necessarily actual locations, you know. Karat—that's sure. a made-up country in a real location up in like the Himalayas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think it's cool. A fictional county within a real state was a good way to go. Yeah, I it, would agree with it, that. It's really grounding. I think GTA Five did a fantastic job if you drive route one out in california mm-hmm. you know, and some of the houses you're like hey that's that's where uh michael's counselor w- lived isn't that house right there <laughs> or like watchdogs 2 with san francisco like i heard so much about people played it and then would walk around town and be like holy cow like this, like, wow. The attention to detail and taking things, not only taking things from the world and putting it into the game, but being able to walk around and look and be like, it's almost as if I'm walking through the game in real life right now. Like, oh, that's awesome. It's so surreal, man. It's so weird. <laughs> Ultimate immersion. Ultimate immersion. Just wait till we all have uh, augmented reality glasses. We're not oh, going to yeah. be able to tell them apart anymore. It's all going to run the, together. That's the future. That is the future. And it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. I'm totally going to buy a mixed reality headset this <laughs> this fall when they come out. That Acer one is a good deal, man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's like 300 bucks. 300 bucks, And you get the controllers, too. It's awesome. I don't know. We'll see. Why don't you go ahead and uh, why don't you go ahead and wrap us up? All right. Well, it has really been a pleasure to have y'all uh, hang out with us today. Uh, we're glad you came back for episode five. Uh, be on the lookout on the Facebook page for um, little hints at what episode six will bring. Um, so yeah, Facebook uh, Bit by Bit Podcast. You can find us there. You can go to Twitter at Bit by Bit Podcast, and it is spelled Bit x bit just so you know mm-hmm. um all one word obviously mm-hmm. because all ats are one word um yep. uh we're all sorry oh we're on youtube we have a lot yeah. of youtube content up right now and i'm actually working on a new series uh, narrating um my 40th playthrough of halo combat evolved that's um, an anniversary if i've heard one it, it really is so I'm, I'm going through it and i'm kind of narrating over it and dropping a little bit of lore because uh, i i just know way too much about halo I got to get it out of my brain, you know, like I just got to get it out. So I'm dropping little tidbits. uh, So watch that if you're interested in uh, Halo at all. Just pointing out some things you might have missed if you've already played those levels. In addition to that, you can find us on Patreon. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we have a Patreon account. You can come support us if you like, if you like us that much. We definitely uh, appreciate it. 
Yeah, we got a $5 a month plan right now, but uh, but no pressure, no pressure. We're still pretty new. I'm just I'm just letting you know it exists. We just we just want to connect with you guys. That's, that's all. That's all it is. That's all it is. We like we just like being able to give quality content, you know. Exactly, exactly. But if we get enough supporters, you know, then we'll be able to do this uh, with more of our time, and uh, yeah, we can really start pushing out some uh, some crazy cool stuff. We got a lot of stuff in the works here, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just time. Time is the biggest resource right now that we just mm-hmm. don't have. Uh, but anyway, thank you for joining us this week. We will catch you all next week. This is Blake Walker. This is Brian Phillips. See you next time.